0: Welcome to Wake Up With Wall Street for Thursday, April 8th. Today's top stories, we got good news from the Federal Reserve yesterday when they said we don't have to worry about inflation. What are their next steps and what will this mean for our stock market? I'll have details shortly. And speaking of stocks, they didn't get very far from home for a second day yesterday and the broad indexes went in different directions. Did anybody buck that trend and make a move? I'll discuss that in a moment. Finally, Fed Chair Powell is due to speak today, and we'll get the details of the U.S. Treasury's next gigantic auction of notes and bonds. More on those and other topics shortly, as well as a complete check of the overnight markets. I'm Scott Nations. Now wake up and let's get to it. A quick recap of the action on Wall Street from Wednesday. Stocks were mixed for a second day, with the S&P gaining 6 points, or 0.15%. And while that might seem like pretty good news, it turns out that individual stocks didn't fare so well, with 62% of the stocks in the S&P falling on the day. So how did the index gain ground? Well, the biggest stocks were the gainers, with Apple climbing 1.3% and closing very near its high for the day. The NASDAQ 100 also did well. It gained three-tenths of 1%, thanks in part to that result from Apple. But the Russell 2000 index of small-cap stocks lost 1.6% on the day, so mega-caps did well and small-caps got hurt. The 10-year yield fell slightly, but that wasn't enough to move stocks very much. The Federal Reserve released the minutes from its March meeting yesterday, and traders and investors were watching for comments about inflation. But the Fed wasn't taking the bait. The minutes said the Fed believes the risk of unexpectedly high inflation is roughly equal to that of inflation missing its 2% annual target. Some of the committee participants expressed concern about supply disruptions like the one for computer chips, which I've discussed several times recently, and how that might push up inflation, but that wasn't enough to get the Fed to change its stance on interest rates. I think all the Fed has to do if it wants to find inflation is to look at asset prices, but the Fed doesn't seem to care that it's inflating a dangerous asset price bubble. As the Fed remains on the fence and refuses to increase short-term rates from zero, then we should expect asset prices led by stocks to continue to rally, at least in the short term. In other markets, crude oil gained six tenths of 1%, but copper lost 1.3% on the day. It's clear that markets are waiting for more signals as to growth in the broad global economy. Finally, volatility eased yesterday, as you would expect, once we got past the Fed minutes, and with the markets not moving very much. Voldex ticker symbol V O L I fell nearly 5% on the day. Turning now to the day ahead on Wall Street at 7:15 a.m. Eastern Time, with two hours and fifteen minutes to go before markets open. Stocks are finally in gear after two days spent in idle. Futures point to gains when the markets open, with the SP set to gain one-third of one percent. And the Nasdaq 100 set to open higher by eight tenths of one percent. Some of this is the result of interest rates taking another tiny leg down, but stocks are enjoying the news across the board. Even the Russell 2000 index of small cap stocks is set to open higher by one third of one percent, and that's good news after disappointing results yesterday for those small caps. Crude oil is down slightly overnight, and crude for May delivery is right at fifty nine dollars fifty cents a barrel. We'll get some news and data today with Fed Chair Powell due to speak at the International Monetary Fund debate on the global economy. That's at 12 noon Eastern Time. Earlier in the day at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, we'll get details for the U.S. Treasury's next massive sale of debt to fund our stupid deficit. The Treasury is expected to announce sales of 3-year and 10-year notes, as well as of 30-year bonds. We'll see how big this one turns out to be and if it impacts fixed income markets. That's been Wake Up With Wall Street for Thursday, April 8th. I'm Scott Nations. Remember, you can join me every weekday to get a jump on the day ahead and be certain to join me every Friday for that week's Worst Company in the World. If you have a company that you'd like to nominate as the very worst in the world, just send me an email. That email address is worstcompany at wakeupwithwallstreet.com. Now wake up and go get them.